Greetings, friends and gentle listeners, and welcome to episode 55 of the Spicer Speaking Podcast, coming to you from still temperate, albeit windswept Palm Desert, California, here in the heart of the Gulf, outdoor bosom of the Coachella Valley. I'm your host, Judd Spicer, five-time award-winning writer, associate member of the Golf Writers Association of America, former ESPN Radio co-host, 10.9 10.9 handicap. A few clarifications there for the regular listeners. You may have become used to a previous preface. As a four-time award-winning writer, well, that number has proudly been enhanced. As yours truly was the proud recent, uh, recent rather recipient of a TOCA award. T-O-C-A. It's an acronym. First place, I might add, for an article had the pleasure of doing a spell back called Language of the Grounds, talking about the tool in the superintendent trade. That goes for uh, the agronomy staff as well. Uh, Didn't make that announcement on this program in recent weeks because I haven't had a show in recent weeks. So I want to thank you all for uh, uh, staying with me, I should say as uh, Uncle Jody had to step away from the microphone. Interesting couple of weeks. Interesting May, might add. Spent some time on the road in Los Angeles to work on uh, an assignment for the SCGA. Not an assignment so much as a project. More on that later. Details to come. Also had the dudes in the desert for a week, renewing what is now referred to as our annual Kelvin Cup. Used to be called something different. Generally have eight dudes. Played three straight days over at Mission Hills Country Club and uh, pandemic pause. We haven't had opportunity to do it for the last two years. This year we had uh, nine fellas. A little bit more on that later. Also had a recent trip uh, last week, I believe it was, yonder coast to Carlsbad, California to work on a golf and travel piece for our guy Ryan, uh, Ryan Ballinger at Golf News Net. That should be out in the not-too-distant future. Enjoyed playing a trio of courses and getting a break on about 30 degrees of sizzle on that trip to Carlsbad. So again, no shows for a few weeks and nearly two years of this program. I think this is set a record. Not really one I want to set, but the record for the longest hiatus between programs, those being episodes 54 and 55 respectively. Uh, Guestless this week, I should say, although having already lined up or currently lining up a really eclectic marquee for shows to come, uh, includes a couple of really interesting guests for next week, talking some NIL, haven't done that yet on this program, going to be talking to a great international sports writer who's done some amazing articles and very diverse array of books. And we've got the U.S. Open coming up in mid-June. Got a great guest on tap for that. Kind of dangled, kind of putting that carrot out there, not naming names yet, as it were. That's all to say that this episode of the Spicer Speaking Podcast, you're going to hear my voice a lot, which I hope you like. The dulcet tones. Got a couple essays coming your way. First, let us recognize those who make this program possible. A super trio of sponsors. That list starts weekly with Perform Better at performbetter.com. All your gym, fitness, workout, 
seminar needs. We're just a, a couple weeks away from the official start of summer. Of course, we've passed Memorial Day, the unofficial beginning of the summer season. Either way, you're going to want to get that uh, beach body in check. You're going to want to get uh, tanned and toned. And per the latter, you can certainly do so with a visit to performbetter.com. Desert Willow Golf Resort at desertwillow.com. Get your tee times for the Mountain View and Firecliff courses, respectively. And when you're on that website, be sure to check out the on-site Palm Desert Golf Academy. This week, I'm going to check out my guy, Paul Busey. Regular listeners may remember and recall that Paul gave me a host of lessons, that inverse loop, uh, about a year ago now. I'm going to see if he can uh, take a peek. Maybe give me a little tune-up. Things have gotten a little out of whack. I've been playing a lot of golf of late. Heck, I think I've played like 10 different courses. Uh, a lot of it work-related, mind you. Not just play, not just that Kelvin Cup. A lot of work rounds in there as well. And yes, these are our first assignments. Being on the course is work. Had some good rounds. Had a couple funky ones in there. And nonetheless, I want Paul Busey at the Palm Desert Golf Academy at Desert Willow Golf Resort. Just taking a little little checkup peek at that swing. Internationally renowned golf photography from the super sibling tandem of John and Janine Hennebury. You can find their vast portfolio of international and domestic courses online at the Hennebrys, H-E-N-E-B-R-Y-S dot com. Johnny, I know, just communicated with him via email, I think, yesterday. He's not on the phone. He's in Europe. I think that he's currently, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, he's trying to get some shots at Adair Manor in southwest Ireland, one of the most impressive properties that I've ever had the pleasure to visit and stay at. Didn't have a chance to play for that trip to Ireland. Didn't have time to get out on the course. It was an intense itinerary. I think we played seven courses in eight days. Although I can tell you briefly my memory from Adair Manor, future host site of the Ryder Cup. I might add that I was sitting outside. I think it was the morning before we were leaving. We were there very shortly, just a night and that morning, smoking a cig. And there was a dude who came by with a with a blower while I was standing outside. He blew away the ashes from my cigarette. Bet Johnny Hennebury's going to get that first class treatment when he's in what I can't necessarily call his native Ireland. Although he does have dual citizenship, I should probably add that, half American, half Irish citizenship. So I trust that he is feeling right at home as he's getting some shots over there with his drone. Speaking of the Hannibrys, I'm going to slide right into this week's opening image, brought to you by Hannibry Photography. I knew I was going to screw that up at some point this week. Hey, whether you're a golf course owner, operator, Head Super, GM, maybe the club president. You know you need some new, fresh images of your golf course. Check out the Hannibrys online. They're going to get it done for you. have been doing it at an expert level for a very, very long time. Again, that website is thehennebrys, H-E-N-E-B-R-Y-S dot com. All right, folks. Take a breath for this one. It was another tough slog for the red, white, and blue last week as we entered the memorial holiday on the heels of yet another national story about our citizenry, rather, murdering one another. 
ample and continued outcry followed in the wake of our domestic fall, though, of course, I realize that few, if any of you, clicked on this show to hear about, or more about, needed gun reform laws. What you have clicked on previously, however, what you checked this out for, was how the sporting world reacted to tragedies like this. This most recent tragedy, well, hey, namely what stuck out to me, the pregame presser from Golden State Warriors head coach Steve Kerr, which gave us a potent, plain-language catharsis of how most of us feel about a portion of our gun laws and elected leadership. Over in Major League Baseball, uh, the words and actions of San Francisco Giants manager, it should be noted, uh, Gabe Kapler, uh, respective Twitter accounts of the New York Yankees and Tampa Bay Rays, they were involved as well. And also prove that our national pastime, still slow though it may be on the pulse of our zeitgeist, baseball is nonetheless aware that communal salve can be found via their voices too. What we didn't hear, no shocker, was really much of anything from the PGA Tour. Despite playing the Charles Schwab Challenge just 350 miles away and a mere two days removed from the Texas school shootings, all that pro golf offered, as I saw, it, was a statement from Commissioner Jay Monahan which came with the promise of supporting bread for the victims' families and dudes, some of the world's best and most recognizable golfers, mind you, wearing ribbons on their ball caps. That's about all we got. That sound kind of familiar as a tenor of removed inaction? Well, it should. You might remember from August of 2020, shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and how the sports world reacted then, namely the Milwaukee Bucks, Subsequent boycott of Game 5 of their pandemic playoff series versus the Orlando Magic. Then on that same day, the NBA announced a formal postponement of two other playoff games. The PGA Tour? Well, that same week of yore, they were readying to tee up at the second leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. BMW Championship in Olympia Fields, Illinois, all of 95.9 miles away from Kenosha. And if golf did anything beyond thoughts and prayers, I certainly don't recall any gestures of note. Additionally, it's not lost on me that the respective demographics and the races of the departed in both tragic instances are in very few likenesses echoed by what we watch every week on the PGA Tour. More plainly stated, people either shot or killed, or both, in these two awful and appalling instances were black and Hispanic. Not really the colors we see on our golf TV screens across fields of green. Golf seems more and more lost on how to position itself amidst our national debates, and that conversation, or lack thereof, will only find enhanced distance, if not discord, in days ahead, when at some stage of eventuality, the initial live golf field will be announced for the league's on-course debut in London to be played next week. And as many of you know, that's the Greg Norman-fronted endeavor aiming to pluck away pro golfers with hundreds of millions of dollars, what is basically Saudi blood money. With that playing field announcement, uh, will or should come a concurrent list, as I see it, a mirrored list of players that we don't like anymore. That's next week. This week is the Memorial, a.k.a. Jack's Tournament, in Dublin, Ohio, which should come under some scrutiny as well, as Jack Nicholas himself is being sued by the company bearing his own surname. And amid the fine print of said suit, are the gross details of Nicholas basically need to be saved from himself by his own company, 
begging the Golden Bear now to take upwards of $100 million of that same Saudi cash to be in the spikes now donned by Greg Norman. All very, very oily stuff, to be sure, dudes. And as the issues of social rights and human rights and gun rights so with enhanced depth into our daily sporting fabric, one can only wonder when or what or more palpably whom will be golf's version of Steve Kerr. Okie dokie. We'll talk a little bit more golf. We'll slide right into the T-Sheet segment on episode 55 of the Spicer Speaking Podcast. T-Sheet brought to you by Desert Willow Golf Resort. Again, get those tee times online. Sneaky good time to be playing golf, by the way. Still pretty nice here, especially if you get out. We got out the other day at 5.50 a.m. It's gorgeous. Get those tee times for the Firecliff Mountain View courses at Desert Willow Golf Resort here in Palm Desert. You can do that at desertwillow.com. Just about three weeks away from the onset of official summer, as I said before, friends. And while the season may bring a eventual slowdown and sizzle here in the desert proper, for many, summertime presents prime and peak golf season, certainly on my home front back in the Twin Cities. But hey, whether this finds you in the valley aiming for those sunrise tea times I referenced or in lands beyond, where the next four months will offer your best opportunity for fervent play, my question remains the same. What are you playing for? A yarn to spin for you, if I may, as mentioned at the onset of this episode. A few weeks back, fellas out in the desert renewing our annual three-day tournament which is a week from golf to gamble to guzzle, which all participants look forward to annually. And as I said, in the absence uh, of a couple years in the pandemic, we felt that. We felt that pause. It was great to have the fellas back together again. So along with the laughs and the cards and the swings and way too many cigs for Uncle Juddy, this return of our event also came with a little, shall we say, heat. I'm not just talking about the sun. I'll, of course, abstain from names or places. But the third and final day of our event, our match play day, and may I add our third consecutive day of playing in that sun, amid pressures of triple-digit temps, ended up finding myself playing referee in our threesome that day. The two other dudes, yeah, they, they got into it. In brief, one of the fellas felt we had gotten to a point in our game where we eschewed etiquettes in lieu of focusing too much on the finale of our three-day competition. The other gent, well, he didn't really care to hear such critiques or criticisms, and he stood, I feel safe to say, stewing over his pegged tee ball for about two or three minutes, seemingly waiting for the first fella to conclude, which the first fella didn't, which really pissed off the other guy. And things got super salty from there. And though I ultimately accomplished little in my gig as Peacemaker, did leave an impression on me. And that impression I was left with was that, yeah, sometimes golf can get heated amongst the pals. What with a few bucks on the line and draining temperatures and two nights of straight uh, boozing and a desire for many of us 
to keep your head together and finish the final day with a match play win. But this deal went a little bit beyond that delicate line, and in relaying this story to pals and colleagues in the week since, I sense that said line, which is a scale, balancing the weights of fun with friends and playing golf to win, it's not a totally uncommon tapped tempest. It brought forth, as I see it, the ethos of our gathering, or at least brought that into question. This question's being, plurally, are we playing for fun or are we playing to win? Can it be both? And if so, at what cost? I trust most would answer these questions with the belief that in an amateur golf environment, amongst pals, and even with a few bucks on the line, no friendship is worth the cost of a battle. But nonetheless, when ruminating on these questions further, I walked away with the answer and answers that, while no, of course not, I never want to bruise a friendship over golf or really any competitive competition. At the same time, I still do get kicks out of that competition. That, for me, is the fun part. Yes, I want to beat my friends at golf, especially the good ones. Good golfers, I mean, not necessarily good friends. <laughs> I, I, I don't even care about the money, and this consideration comes from a guy who has little of such green despair. At TikTok to 47 years old over here, and has an 11 handicap, or 10.9 officially, I still have some boil in the blood, and I do want to win. You know, I referenced I was down in Carlsbad. When I was down there, I played around and enjoyed a subsequent interview with the guy who's a sports radio host down there in San Diego. And You can read all about that, by the way, in the summer issue of 4 Magazine. And one of the A's in our Q&A, which I included in the final draft of the piece, was that this guy doesn't care for casual golf. That's what he told me. He's not a really good player by any stretch, at least not yet and he'd be the first to admit as much, but he's a sports guy and a longtime baseball player, competitively at that. And as he shared with me, unverbatim, he doesn't have an interest in just going out there for laughs. He likes to play for modest dollars. He likes to try hard. He likes to compete, and he's trying to win. And I get that. And so I ask again, what are you playing for? For me, I guess it's long been and continues to be what golf gives us, or at least gives me, as a sense of self-reliance. I dig that. I like the sense of consideration and reasoning over a shot and the feeling of accomplishment when actualizing something that I actually tried to do. I like shouldering the weight of screwing up. And I like the feeling of digging down after a double bogey and challenging myself and trying really damn hard to make a par in the next hole. I like that fight. I don't like to give up. I'm not great at golf, and at this stage, maybe I never will be, but that's what I get out of it. I don't quit in life, and I don't quit in golf, and that's what I'm playing for. All right, folks, thank you so much for your time, your interest, your ears, short and sweet, by contrast at least, version of the Spicer Speaking Podcast, episode 55. Again, coming up in weeks ahead and ensuing, bringing back the guest element. And got some great ones for you at that. Talking some NIL next week, something I've yet to touch upon. A very, very veteran college football coach 
and former NFL coach, and uh, also talking with a great international writer who's done some very diverse work in his sports writing from articles to books. Week after that, working on a U.S. Open special for you. This program would not be possible without three super sponsors. That was starts every time. Perform better. Performbetter.com. All your gym, fitness, workout, seminar needs. I was just using my Perform Better kettlebells this morning. You can get those items or literally many, many hundreds of others for all your own workout needs at performbetter.com. Great time to play golf in the desert here at the end of May, onset of June, not officially yet summer. Some beautiful mornings out there. When you come out, I want you to make those tee times just down the way here in Palm Desert at Desert Willow Golf Resort. Get your tee times for the Mountain View Fire Cliff courses at desertwillow.com. Need to tune up that swing a little bit. I'm going to suggest you do so at the on-site Palm Desert Golf Academy led by Paul Busey. Again, I'm going to be giving Paul a call here in the very near future. He did a great job for me last summer. Looking forward to a little checkup, a little tune-up with my swing doctor. Internationally renowned golf photography coming to you from the super sibling tandem of John and Janine Hennebry. They're known aptly as the Hennebrys. You can check them out online at the Hennebrys, H-E-N-E-B-R-Y-S.com. Can't wait to see the work that Johnny is doing over in France, doing in Ireland. I believe he's uh, going to Scotland as well. He did check in with me for the... Uh, Contact information for our desert guy, Clive Clark. Did a story on Clive a couple years back. Johnny shot the photos for it. So I think he wants to get over to, I want to say it's Dumbarney Links. That's uh, Clive's design. Just a few years old over in Scotland. Uh, all told, can't wait to see what Johnny's doing as he's lugging that massive drone around Europe and points beyond. Again, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 55 the Spicer Speaking Podcast. You be safe out there and be well.